0: Have fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft? Do not miss the Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time at Locked On Network on Twitter. All right, gang, on today's episode... Three segments with Stephen Brooks of 24 7 Sports to talk all things preseason MSU football. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Tuesday, August 17th is the date, and ironically enough, yeah. Seventeen days away from MSU football kicking off their season against Northwestern, and in the build-up to that, well, we've got Stephen Brooks of Twenty Four Seven Sports on to talk about what he's seeing at practice. Should we be optimistic for the season? And yeah, just a lot of banter going on between me and my guy Stephen coming up. Until then, uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Locked on Spartans. Your team five days a week, Monday through Friday, in build up to the kickoff of the season. Oh boy, I know I can't wait. Um, And speaking of waiting, why should we wait any longer for our chat with Stephen Brooks? Let's just get after it. Let's go. Let's go. Folks, he just went through the most excruciating and time consuming activity a person can ever go through in life. Yes, I'm talking about moving into a house. But now, 24 7 sports reporter and most handsome guy. On the MSU beat, Stephen Brooks is in the metaphorical house right now. Stephen, thank you so much for taking time out of your moving schedule to chat with us. How you doing, man?
1: I'm all right. Uh, I thought you were about to explain. You know, I thought you were describing what we're about to do here is time consuming and agonizing okay, or okay. however you said it. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. So the first... most
0: time consuming thing you could do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: My first sh- solo Sheehan flight here, so I'm strapped in for safety. I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, you know, folks have probably heard me on here before, but uh, first time in the new era here. So congrats to you, man. And I also definitely wanted to just say shout out to Will. I hope he's doing well and everything's going good with him. Uh, you know, the godfather got to pay respects to him, and he always Absolutely. used to invite me on back in the day. And, and uh, like I said, happy to be a part of this now uh, with you uh, at the steering wheel. A little scared, like I said at the top, sure. but we'll see how it goes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Will's off enjoying life right now, and then here's just us two. Um, really starting off, we're recording on a Monday morning. Uh, this is how we're starting our week. So really for you, the only way to go is up after this. Um, uh, yeah, and also for the future, too. This is how we're going to be starting a lot of weeks post-game days. You, uh, I held you at metaphorical gunpoint, and you agreed to, uh, throughout the season, come on Monday's shows after MSU wins, you know, all 12, 13, 14 games of their season coming up. So I uh, just want to pre-thank you for that. Um, yeah, of course. So that's, yeah, we're really, really fired up for that. But until then, uh, we got some stuff to talk about, Stephen. And I want to bring this up, too, especially with a established member of the media. You guys had that, what, 10, 15-minute window where you got to go into practice uh, middle to end last week. I just got to look. How much can you actually get from that 10 to 15 minute window? Or really, are you just like getting a bunch of photos and videos just to feed the starved, depraved fans like us and everyone else in Spartan Nation?
1: <laughs> uh, honestly, the latter is probably a little more true, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it's it's especially difficult this year. And it's, you know, I'm out there. It's It's paralysis by analysis even more than I expected. I mean, when you're talking about a third of the roster is different. Um, it's like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Right. And then you've even got some returning guys who change numbers, and it's just total chaos. And, I, you know, even for somebody like me who does this all day for a living, I went out there that first day and was like, I don't know any of these guys. I'm so confused. So mm-hmm. half the time is just trying to figure out who I'm looking at, honestly. And then, yeah, the horns are blowing, whistles are blowing, people are screaming and cussing, yelling and hitting. Uh, there's a lot going on out there. And so then they're, they're switching across two fields. They're moving fast, and we have to try to make our way and, and see whatever we want to see. Um, in the two sessions we've had so far, my priority has basically been just to get my eyes on some of these new guys and just see, <clears> do they look like they're the right, you know, do, what, how do they look physically? How are they moving? Um, do they look like, you know, are they about as big as they're listed? Are they not as big? Uh, who are they repping with, you know? Uh, it's hard to draw any hard conclusions because we're there at the very beginning and they mix and match guys all throughout the practice. So any observation in terms of first team, second team depth chart stuff, you really got to take with a, with a, you know, uh tablespoon of salt and, and uh, you know, sort of wade through it. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. It is, you know, it's like I said, I think the biggest value, at least for me, is just seeing guys physically, at least, especially this team this year with so many new guys and just trying to get an idea of, what where you could project them down the line
0: okay so this might be a silly question but is there anyone that you, you saw on the practice field and I'm like oh my god he's a physical specimen or like he's even bigger than i thought he was going to be like is there anyone that's just like a get off the bus holy crap this guy's a good football player like level
1: yeah oh no for sure uh, definitely um christian fitzpatrick the transfer receiver from louisville okay. is probably the first one who caught my eye i mean he's a legit six four um well put together dude uh keon coleman's in that group for sure as well and everybody's really excited about him i know and uh have heard some very good things about him i mean shoot i'm excited to watch this guy i think he is, <laughs> his talent is through the roof he's such an interesting player person talent like this yeah, this is, this is going to be a fun ride uh i the keon coleman saga here at michigan state i think uh ronald williams is another one too the transfer cornerback from alabama when he stuck out to me just a little bit taller than I expected. You know, he looks gotcha. like what you want these guys to look like um, when you're talking about high-level corners. Long, lean, athletic, moves very, very well, very fluid athlete. Um, and uh, another one was Ma- Mauteyote, actually. I saw him out oh, nice. on the first day before they had pads on, and I was like, hmm, that doesn't look like a freshman. You know, he doesn't look like he just came from high school. He looked like a, you know, redshirt freshman, second, th- second, third-year type of player almost, just the way he was put together. So I think that's promising, too. Those are some guys that just – um, literally just off of physical build, like, wow you a little bit, or at least to me, we're like, hmm, that's, you know, a little bit different than what I expected in a good way.
0: I actually want to circle back to Keon Coleman, too. Like, we're hearing a lot of great chatter about him, and I'm sure, well, obviously you're seeing it firsthand at practice. Like, do you think he'll actually be a factor as a true freshman? Like, I, you know, I thought that he would be good, obviously, comes in as a four-star, but is he an instant impact guy in your mind, do you think?
1: I'm starting to sort of lean that way. I'll be honest. I mean, initially, initially I thought, you know, it was, the question was, will he play? And now I think we're well past that. I think it's now a discussion about how much will he play? And don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get I don't want to get ahead of myself and say he's going to be a star or like a all-fresh type of guy, but I think he can have a role on this team. And that's a a regular role, a true role. And I think that's more than I was expecting. You know, I I thought maybe we'd see him in, four or five games he'd catch maybe 10 passes maybe you know and just kind of get his feet wet for the years to come but I'm starting to think he might be a legitimate piece of the receiver rotation and I mean it's easy to understand when you when you anybody who listens to this podcast I'm sure has seen some kind of Keon Coleman video from before he got here and when you get a, a sense of that athleticism you know he's kind of at that level where you go, yeah, well, I mean, you kind of look the other way when he makes a mental mistake because the next play he might jump over the entire secondary, you know, and break six tackles, go score a touchdown. Like he's, he's just a different kind of athlete. Um, when you talk about size, speed, combo, uh, but then that's the other side of the coin too as well is the athleticism and the raw talents off the charts, but the refined football IQ, wide receiver technique part, that stuff still needs to get worked out. And that's basically what I've heard across the board, players, coaches, everybody, Um, super high ceiling talent, you know, turns your head immediately, but uh, definitely got to, you know, uh, polish some of those rough edges and everything, which, which makes sense, but uh, definitely an intriguing guy. And, you know, he keeps popping up in these uh, Michigan state hype videos that they put out. (laughs) And they're certainly not doing anything to temper expectations. I'll say that.
0: No, and, like, they're so secretive about everything else, like, understandably so, but here, yeah, just like you said, every single social media video they drop, bam, King on Coleman, just <laughs> mossing yeah. people. We'll be back in a hot second with our guy, Stephen Brooks, but first, got to talk to you people about Rock Auto, Rock Auto. Guys, you've heard us talk about Rock Auto time and time again, and for a good reason, because this family company is here to help you save. Are you a car person? No? Well, neither am I. But luckily, Rock Auto is here to help you with your auto part needs. Why would you choose to spend up to 30, 50, and even 100% more for the same parts that you can get at a chain store or car dealership? You would do it if you were a big clown. Like I said, Rock Auto is a family business, serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every single customer that's right whether you're a big car guy or not a car guy they're gonna hook you up they have everything you need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpet and gas pedals so go explore their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their hey how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices All the parts your car will ever need. That's RockAuto.com. And gang, we also got Stat Hero for you. Yes, Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control of winning within reach. So how is that possible? Well, here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's mano a mano, baby. That's right, you against the house, head to head fantasy matchups. You name the stakes, winner take all. Easy as that. You set the price, whoever wins wins. I it doesn't get much easier than that for daily fantasy. And you have the advantage because they are showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Try to find any other daily fantasy sports that does that. No, don't waste your time. You can't. It's impossible. Guys, You are in total control. Like I said, I cannot stress this enough. You are getting the look at their lineups. You make yours. Stat Hero is the daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be. So play it now and change the odds. Put them in your favor. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. That's right. They're giving you a 300% match. My goodness gracious. That's also unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Once again, that's stathero.com slash locked on. All right, back with our guy, Stephen Brooks. So, and just to keep it really quick on receivers, I, there hasn't been a lot said publicly about this. So, this could just be a quick yes or no answer. But, should like should we expect Ricky White to be ready by week one, or is there a chance that he will not play against Northwestern?
1: I don't have a an answer for you there. I, he's on the roster, um, okay, but I Mysterious. haven't seen him at practice either time that we've been out there. But I did confirm okay. the other day that he's he's still on the roster, still considered a member of the program. Um, I just haven't seen him out there at practice. Maybe he came out later when we left. Maybe he's doing some other things on his own or whatever. You know, I don't exactly know. Uh, I would just say if he's not out there at all, if he's not doing anything. It's, you know, every day it is, is a big deal that he's missing, you know. Yeah. He's good and he had a nice year, but he's not uh, the type, of, he can't just walk in and return to a starting job, you know, if he comes back uh, August 22nd or something, you know. That's a lot of camp that he missed and a lot, all of spring ball, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think it's going to, I think we'll see him this season uh, as of now, but I think it probably will more, be more like a gradual thing, like a couple weeks in, oh, hey, there's Ricky White. And then, he plays mm-hmm. a little bit more as the season goes. That's how that, that's how I guess it would go at this point. But uh, I don't have anything firm or uh, concrete to say other than I know he is still on the roster and a member of the
0: program. Probably just keeping him under wraps until October 30th when they play Michigan again. Just fresh yeah. legs going into that game to fry every single cornerback again. That's that, yeah, that, that's back. probably what's going on. Yeah, right. Why not? Uh, and one more thing too that uh, you know, soften the media availability is. That Tank Brown, uh, the transfer from Minnesota, switches kind of a to a defensive end uh, pass rusher role, and also Connor Hayward getting some reps in at tight end. Of those two, what do you think works out better for for Michigan State? Like, do you think we actually will see Tank Brown at a pass rusher position this year? Do you think we'll actually see Connor Hayward at tight end, or how, how do you just take what you saw there between those two guys?
1: I think we'll see both. Uh, in terms of the bigger impact, I I would have to lean toward Tank Brown, honestly, just because, okay. and, you know, it's it's kind of the bigger gamble, I guess. It's maybe the the riskier bet, I guess, on my end. But um, it's the he said they got the higher upside too, and the the more uh, the more the bigger capacity to make a splash. You know, they really need somebody like that. They've they got a lot of experience at defensive end, a lot of guys that can play and give you good snaps in the big ten, but they don't have that scary edge rusher that you have to bring it back over to Chip or that just makes you think differently um, as a game planner, as a play caller. They don't really have that guy. Jacob Panish probably the closest thing. And, you know, we sort of know what he is at this point. So mm-hmm. uh, my, co- my colleague, Corey Robinson, everybody knows him, I'm sure. He just oh, yeah. reported that, uh, that Tank Brown had a nice scrimmage. And we saw in the clip that he had a little touch sack, I think on Anthony Russo. Um, I saw him working out with the D lineman last Wednesday when we were there. For practice and that was interesting you know we always sort of thought uh me Corey, justin our team here sean and, and some people i was talking with uh that he had that potential to be that i mean he was a big linebacker coming out of high school and this the type of athlete he is with his size you could always sort of project that and so yeah i mean i, I don't expect him to be uh he'll very much be a situational guy a chess piece you know third and long mm-hmm. boom go at it tank and just uh Take the, take the collar off and do what you do and see what you can create. You know, I think that'll be more of his deal as he uh, gets comfortable and, and learns the position and everything. Um, similar to sort of a, how Brandon Boyer Randall used to be. They would just throw him yeah. out there on pass throw situations and just sort of let him go wild. Uh, I could see that. You know, Hazleton had a guy at Kansas State that was a really good stand-up end and, and made a lot of plays for them and, and helped that defense become what it was. He doesn't really have that guy here, hasn't really had that yet. Maybe Tank Brown can eventually be that guy.
0: Any other tidbits from the scrimmage? I know that they're super airtight about this, even with guys that are connected like you. Like, Were you able to get any other information out of the, the scrimmage over the weekend?
1: Yeah, the feedback I got was fairly generic, unfortunately. But yeah. what, I, what I got was both quarterbacks were solid. Um, neither necessarily Perfect. wowed you, though, um, okay. according to what I heard. Uh, the, I heard that the running game was improved and that multiple backs did their thing. I would and, hope so. Oh, my God, good. I would
0: hope so. <laughs> the
1: only, only way to go is up there. Um, uh, seriously. And then uh, the other thing was that the defense, I guess, had a very strong day. So. Uh, right. especially the secondary. But again, you know, like I said, it was very generic feedback, unfortunately. Um, but that's about what I got. And I think that's that, a couple of things are promising. Of course, the running game, like you just said, and also the, the secondary specific, uh, specifically, I guess, had a good day. And with so many new guys back there, learning this scheme, trying to work together and inform that cohesion. I think that's a really good uh, thing to hear at this point.
0: Hey, uh, here's a question that no one has asked you uh, ever yet. Uh, who, who's playing quarterback this year? For us, who's, who's starting? We're going to mix it up here for you.
1: <laughs> wow. Dang, I was hoping we were going to get through without this one.
0: No, um, come on. Come
1: on, Steve. <laughs> uh, I don't think that answer exists right now. You know, yeah. I don't think Mel Tucker knows, quite honestly. Um, I just, yeah. You know, if Mel Tucker doesn't know, I certainly don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, scrimmage two will be a big thing for that. Um, this week will, will obviously be big. It just – I don't know. I don't have a good feel for it. You know, it's one day I could lean one way. The next day I hear something, I'll lean the other way. I just know that Russo, this is his last ride and he wants to get to the NFL. And that's, you know, know, the wounded animal backed into a corner thing. You know, you never want to count a guy like that out. But Mm -hmm. Peyton Thorne is a competitor to the nth degree and he's not going to give that job up. And he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a homegrown product here. This is supposed to be my job. Uh, I know this offense inside and out. I know I can do the job. So he's not going to be going down without a heck of a fight either. So that's just what I know about both guys. I don't know who has the edge. I don't know if there is an edge. Like I said, I mean, what I heard out of the scrimmage, that both were solid. Neither was overly impressive and, and, you know, blew your socks off. So uh, the battle continues. TBD, I guess, is the best I got for you.
0: No, all good, and that's widely understandable, too, because I got a feeling like, what, this could even bleed into the season like two, three weeks. and That's not crazy to think, is it? I mean, we've seen it done before in Michigan State.
1: They said – Mel has said that he does not want that to happen, and Jay Johnson last year talked about he doesn't really like that happening. But, hey, I mean, sometimes it's out of your hands. Sometimes it's out of your hands, yeah. And, you know, especially because I think, uh, you know, my other coworker, Justin Thin, uh, talks about this a lot. It's not about – the long-term future of the program at quarterback right now it's about winning game one and then winning yep. game two and stacking up as many wins as you can that's all this program needs right now it's not about grooming peyton thorn for multiple years of success or anything like that you got to find who's going to win you the northwestern game and then figure it out from there that's priority number one because they got to get off to a good start here and uh, to keep all the off-field momentum rolling and you know to to make the plan uh, come to fruition that they've been working toward
0: Two segments down, one great one to go with our guy Stephen Brooks. But first, I got to talk to you, beautiful people, about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including an MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Playoffs? Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON. on. That's one word. Locked on to score your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And speaking of you know winning games now and racking up wins, and this is something I bring up with, uh, God, almost any guest that I have on to talk football. So I'm obviously a homer. You know, I do this every god bleeping. August where I start to convince myself that MSU can go like nine and three or something like that. Something stupid. <laughs> You're an objective member of the media. You, you got a great football mind on your shoulders. The overrunners four and a half wins right now. It, are you able to talk me out of just laying the mortgage down on the over or do, do you have high optimism for the season two that they can, you know, get at least five wins? I, I guess it's not high optimism. Just ask for five wins, but where, where do you kind of yeah. stand like, no, the, I'm the
1: wrong guy to I'm the wrong guy to talk you out of it. Uh, I would say take <laughs> out a loan, you know, uh, call your family and ask for a few bucks. Whatever you got to do. I mean, yeah. four and a half seems criminally low. Um, that's yeah. You know, I see it in the four to six win range. I think four is their floor. Honestly, okay. I, the and that's kind of even hard to picture. Um, sure, with the schedule five, too. Six, yeah, seven, definitely. Yeah, at least I would I would sleep great at night thinking they can get five wins if I had money on it. Uh, I think six is probably more realistic, and seven's probably the ceiling, you know, so four to seven is maybe the range, but I definitely like the upper half of that range. The thing is, you know, it's in the reason why it's so low and the reason why they're picked at the bottom of the Big Ten East, and there's so many questions. We just don't know, you know. Nobody yeah. knows, of course, this time of year. You know, we assume Clemson's good. We assume Bama's good, and they probably will be. Ohio State, blah, blah, blah. You know, we don't really know anything this time of year, but this team, this year specifically – we know less than we ever have just because of, like I talked about earlier, a third of the roster is brand new and these transfers, like as much as people like me and and, and you and some of our listeners here probably like have looked into these transfers and seen clips and everything. We just don't know how good they're going to be or how well they'll fit. Is it hand in glove and they're off and running? Great. Is it a little difficult to pick up the scheme or have some returning guys, you know, up their game and now it's a true battle and all that, you know, there's, there's just more unknowns with this team than we're used to and it, that makes it a really hard projection you know i've written a hundred times the ceiling of this team will depend on the transfers quite honestly i mean you're looking at a whole new back seven almost one or two new linebackers left tackle running back maybe quarterback you know all these things that people know that really will determine the ceiling of this team and it's just so hard to project when uh, i mean transfers work and they don't work all the time so mm-hmm it's a true gamble in terms of trying to project that. But even if you assume half of them work out or they're decent or they're, you know, they're just a few clicks talent wise above where last year was with the schedule. I think that five, six, seven wins is absolutely attainable. Um, I don't think I don't buy into the folks saying eight or nine, to be honest. I mean, that would have to be like every transfer clicks and is a much, much better player than they had before. Um, I don't necessarily go that far with it, but I think they could be a comfortable six, seven win team, uh, if things pan out, right. So
0: I love, but hearing I think folks out. should
1: be happy with that. You know, no, I think that's I, a I, good no, thing I
0: should be happy with that, but like I I'm signed and I'm stressed because I know I'm going to walk right into the mouse trap and get my head lopped off with over four and a half because hey, the, the age old adage of uh, Vegas has skyscrapers for a reason, you know, like,
1: yeah. No, four-and-a-half seems way – they'll definitely – I mean, I don't it's know. It's just I wanna, the schedule. To
0: myself, the but. schedule is so – like, the schedule is such a good makeup, especially the first six games of the season where they're still trying to iron some wrinkles out. Like, I can name a worse start than Northwestern, Yonstown. Okay, Miami's going to be tough. But then what you have, like, Rutgers. You have West Kentucky. You have Nebraska. Like, that's an okay start to the season to really work some things out, is it not? I, it's, it's the, the schedule is, is what really does it for me here. God, I'm, I, I, uh, I'm talking myself into, into the mousetrap. I'm talking myself into it. <laughs> well, look, I
1: think there's only maybe four games where you're, you're just – they're probably not going to win. you got to just sort of say that. I mean, Ohio State, Miami, yeah, yeah. Uh, Penn State, and mm-hmm. um, who am I missing here? Maybe Indiana, I think, was the other one I had. Uh, yeah. I might be missing one there. Uh, I might have just done bad math. But anyway, there's about four games where you go, yeah, they're probably going to lose those. Everything else, though, yeah, I mean – you can talk yourself into it. And like I said, if, if all those transfers uh, land the right way, then uh, you could be talking about winning all or most of those other uh, toss-ups, but otherwise, there's also another like four where you say they should definitely win those when you're talking about Youngstown, yeah. Western Kentucky, uh, Rutgers, and, and uh, maybe, right. you know, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I, it, you know, I'm not high on Michigan at all this year. And
0: no, it's, of a, course.
1: Yeah. it's a tough position for me to be in Cause I just objectively don't think they're going to be very good, but, Because Mm -hmm. of my job it's it gets nasty and twisted and you know oh you're a
0: homer. Yes,
1: yeah. You know, describes their motivations to me and everything, but I don't foresee a good season coming uh, for those guys.
0: Well, like I'm a sick enough person where I've talked myself into Penn State maybe being a win. You know, it's like that weird Thanksgiving week game where twelve people show up to the stadium, like Penn (laughs) State season is already gone at that point, they're not playing first spot in Indy. Michigan State could be playing for like all right, let's get this win to go to the Tax Layer Bowl. Like I'm just so screwed up in the head especially in August. Like I, I do this every single year, especially for the last 3 years when we just saw in 2018 they scored like a touchdown, 2019 they scored negative 2 touchdowns. Last year at least, they won 2 games. And yet here I am getting fired up for a season uh thinking that this team can can go 7 and 5 if not 8 and 4. I
1: I could see the Northwestern game. I mean, they go out and win ten, and every you know, oh, they're the talk of the first week. I could see them losing nine to six and everyone's going, oh no, here we go again. You know, the the spectrum, like I said, on this team is so wide, wider than normal, wider than where you're accustomed to here yeah. in mid-August.
0: And that's something I talked about with Graham Couch, just like the, the powder keg of reactions. And I'm gonna be guilty as charged of it after what happens in week one. Whether they oh, yeah. win or lose or how the quarterback plays, how the line looks, how the quarterback, like, whew, We are going to see some takes flying around the old Twitter.com throughout the game on September, whatever it is, 3rd, I think it is. Yeah, we'll call it September 3rd. But, yeah, oh, my goodness gracious. I. Hey, I'm going to be part of the problem. Like I'm, I'm complaining about myself here. I mean, so.
1: I think it's good that they start with a Northwestern though. I mean, we should uh, get a decent gauge though. I mean, if I, I wouldn't want to see this team start against the Youngstown State and, and set some weird right. expectations, you know, actually in Northwestern, like we talked about, you know, they're a beatable team. They, they've they got a lot of unknowns too, though. I mean, it's a, it's a losable game for sure, but yeah, uh, totally. I think it's a nice, a nice measuring stick, a nice uh, appetizer type game uh, to sort of set the table for what might be coming. And then like you said, sort of take a step back, take a breath, then get ready for Miami. You've got a range of challenges in that first few weeks and before you fully dive into the big 10 schedule. Um, So we should know a lot. I agree after week one.
0: Yeah. And that's a great point. Like not a lot of people have talked about like Northwestern is an awesome opponent. Like they are the epitome of just solid, like, you know, Mm -hmm. they had an incredible year last year, but all those guys, they lost. I think they go back down to just that plucky, you know, seven, eight win Northwestern team and, it's not it's not a bad team to start with to start like gauging expectations for the season that's that's a good point steven that's that's why we have you on because we got to have some semblance of smarts here on this show and hey you'll be bringing it every monday Uh, you know you might not know this or no you probably do know this but like you might have to play therapy here for me um (laughs)
1: i'm gonna have to call will and yeah get coached up uh, about how to to talk (laughs) you back down make sure you're all good
0: yeah, get get your uh, two week doctorate here before the season starts. That's, yeah. uh, I'll
1: be on on Monday, folks. If Matt makes it through to Monday, uh, or to Sunday,
0: that's true, Yeah, if not, I'll just throw you the keys and uh, yeah, go go <laughs> get them. Uh, it's all contingent on, on, in,
1: on Matt's uh, well being and you know consciousness, sanity.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, until then, I'll be parading that MSU is going to be winning uh, seven, and if not eight, games this season, and uh, I'll just be looking for someone that's going to talk me out of that so far no luck because man, here we are just a lot of optimism going on in this off season, which is crazy coming off a two win year, but Steven, Hey, cannot thank you enough for uh, taking time out of. Yeah. Obviously you're, you're crazy uh, moving in week uh, to join the show, man. Uh, as always, Steven, I love you, man. You're, you're the best. Just, just the best. Thank
1: you, man. Love you too. Happy to be uh, on again. Like I said, c- congrats to you. And I shout it out. Will here Con- congrats to you to taking over the, the ship full time and everything. And you've done great things. and Happy to be on here and reconnect and, and happy to be joining you so semi-regularly here during football season. I'm super excited. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry to all the folks that I come on here and say, I don't really know. I don't really know this or I think that. You know, There's just not many concrete answers. We will soon know, and, and I'm happy to come on and, uh, you know, just uh, shoot the breeze with you and, and see what we got with this team.
0: Right on. And to be fully transparent, too, with the listeners, I I did pay you to say all those nice things there. So I'm glad that uh, Venmo transaction cleared. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's right.
1: That's right. right. I I took a little bit out of the Keon Coleman budget. So sorry. (laughs)
0: That's that's right. Yeah. Our our NIL budget shattered. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, excited for uh, the the season ahead, Uh, Stephen. Thanks again, man.
1: Absolutely. Anytime.
0: And once again, to hammer the point home, yes, Stephen will be back with us at the end of uh, most games this season. If not every game, we'll figure it out. But yeah, he's going to be an awesome guy to have on to go back and forth with about what we saw from Saturday or Friday, if you want to talk about the Northwestern game. Regardless, hey, looking forward to the season ahead with our guy, Brooks. Betting on the Spartans. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, raw team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Go Grin.